Two, three, four, two friends get together so we can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that you can try things. Now, now we will stop singing so that we can all now try this. Hey guys, welcome to another Jam Pack episode. Uh, I, I can't talk and play at the same time. Episode of Now Try. You play and sing every week. What do you mean you can't play and talk? Just sing it. Welcome to an episode of Now Try This. Me and Marcus sitting here ready to go. That is easier. It is easier to sit. Why? I think it's because it goes with in the tune with rhythm. melody. Yeah. That's why piano well, playing so hard because your two hands pace. are doing different things. Yeah. So when it's easy and it's, and it's just like a do 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 it's kind of easy. But like like the penis theme is surprisingly hard because the one side's going do 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 and the other side's going do 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 do. Well, the other one's going do 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 like the bass line. It's super hard. So you can't like rub the top of your head and rub your tummy at the same time in opposite directions. It's like that times a thousand. It's like that. Yeah, it's like that times a thousand. Right. All right. Well, how are you? The hell are you? I'm doing well. Good. Man, this I'm is tired. Oh my god. You're I'm tired. Too. Okay. So I just need to tell this quick story, and then we can move on. <laughs> Marcus recently moved. I did. First thing he asked me, "Hey, I'm gonna need help moving a uh, bed real quick at some point." Oh, yeah, sure, no problem. Great, easy. Actually, uh, it, it maybe like two or three things. Like it's like a like a dresser, mm-hmm. uh, there's a bookcase, a yeah. desk, and uh, the bed. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I mean, all right, fine, yeah. cool. Right, we have to do it on a Saturday, though. That's the only day. So he's like, well, I mean, that's not ideal, but I can do it on a Saturday. That's no problem. Great. We have to actually do it before we go see Harry Potter Part 1 and 2. Well, again, not ideal, but I, I guess that's fine. Okay, sure. Okay. Okay, great. Um, It's fine. Okay, sure. Uh, Actually, it's a California king, so it's fucking huge and almost impossible. Uh, I mean, we're going to persevere, I guess. We're gonna. That's fine. <laughs> Actually, we need to go at 7 a.m. I'm sorry, why? Well, because that's the time we got the delivery set up. It's like, you could have picked any time. Why would you pick that time? I don't understand. It's like, well, it made, it made sense at the time. I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. Great. Get there the day of. Ready to do these three things at 7 a.m. Oh, guess what? It's way more. Yeah. 7 a.m., a full-on move. Yeah, 7 a.m., full-on move with all three the hours. shit all the time. Yeah, it was bad. And then Marcus's girlfriend insisted on putting the bed together. And yeah. we're almost late to Harry Potter. We're almost late to we Harry Potter. We were so close to that. being hit. It was pretty funny. Oh, man. I was so mad. Neither of us said anything. But both of us were standing <laughs> like, what happened if we put, didn't put the bed together? This I was didn't. thinking the same thing. If we, I was like, if we didn't put the fucking bed together, we would have been there. I could've, we could have just done it. It took an hour. Home. Yeah. It wasn't it a quick thing. It took an hour. Yeah. I guess it was like, I want to do it before I shower. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and then she didn't have time to shower. And I was like. Defeated the, the purpose. Yeah, yeah. Defeated the whole purpose. All right, guys. So today's episode is the fall in our stars. It is my challenge to Marcus. But before we get into all that, a couple quick things. First, we appreciate when you review the show. Yes, we do. Five stars on iTunes. Cinco. Go ahead and do that shit. We read those shits. We read those shits on the podcast. We do. We, if you challenge us, we might even do it. There's precedent. We've done it before. Yeah. But also, if you rate us five stars, you can say whatever you want. It doesn't even have to be nice. Give us all the criticism. Hey, Give man. us all the hate. Yo, I would love some. Anything that's been the rage that your boss has been mean to you this week, let it out. Just also give us five stars. I've had the worst week in my life. My boss is a huge cunt. And then I listen and I'll try this. Made my week worse. Five, five stars. stars. That's all we need. All we need is the five stars at the end. You can always follow us on. Don't care what you do. <laughs> You can also follow, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Now Try This Cast. Uh, we also read the tweets on the podcast when we can. We also reply to all of those. Um, but most importantly, we have a sponsor today. Sponsor! 
so uh, here, I don't know how to transition to a ad read. You just do it. No, I feel like there's a better way to transition to it. Set me up somehow. Nick, those are some cool headphones that you are currently wearing. Well, currently, the headphone market can offer you one or two things. One of two things. Style or tech. Fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and the high-tech variations are bulky and not design-oriented. Wow. That's where Studio comes this in. This doesn't sound like an ad at all. Studio is a company that wants the way people see headphones to be revolutionized. Su su Studio. By bridging the gap between fashion and function, Studio takes their Scandinavian modern designs and couples them with a product that matches the quality of the highest-rated headphones. So they're the IKEA of headphones. And lucky for all of us, at a fraction of the market cost. Wow. <laughs> One of their most popular <laughs> options is the region. With well-balanced sound, these premium on-air... M- m- edit that out. <laughs> with <laughs> with well-balanced Never. sound... With what? <laughs> Never. I'm not editing out this Let me fucking, finish. Let me finish. Terrible ad read. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Wait. Pause. Pause. Let me read it. With well-balanced sound, these premium on-air models give impeccable clarity with over 24 hours of active battery life. With Bluetooth and auxiliary options, the region is the perfect companion for you at home... Or on the go. That's actually actually really good because I carry two pairs of headphones with me. One that has auxiliary and one that doesn't. So that way I can uh, have options on the go. Besides offering free worldwide shipping, you can save 15% off now by using coupon code NOWTRYTHIS at checkout. Follow the link in our show notes to order yours today. Again, that's coupon code now try this. Holy shit, guys, our first sponsor. That means we're big time. We're big news, okay? Yeah, you better get those get reviews those in re- get now. Get those reviews in while, now. While we have the time to read them. Get I mean, those fucking God, suggestions when, in now. Yo, when we we're blow up. We're, we're too famous. We're pretty much too famous. Yeah, I don't know. I you, mean, you got one week. You got to squeak in there, guys. One week to give us all the suggestions uh, you have. But seriously, about Studio, they sent us a couple headphones. We've been enjoying them this week. I, I like mine a lot. They look really nice. I've gotten compliments every time I've worn them. Yeah, um, no, they're actually really nice headphones. They're high quality. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about I love them. them. And, and like I said, I actually did carry two they're pairs of headphones they're mad with cute. me because when I play on my Switch, I want to use my headphone jack. It doesn't mm-hmm. have Bluetooth. Oh. So I have to switch up. <laughs> it doesn't have Bluetooth. So fucking dumb. stupid. So you gotta switch it up. But so now, switch, you but just now go, boom, I just carry the one pair of headphones. And the one wire. I'll and the set. one wire. Boom. The only, the only thing, the only thing about the headphones yeah. is they got these little caps on the side uh-huh. that come off and you can buy... Different caps and listen, we're they're a sponsor, so we got the headphones for free. Yeah, I want to pay money to buy the caps because <laughs> some of them look real cool. And this is a problem because the whole point of a sponsor is to not is for them to give us stuff and yeah, us yeah. to review it and us to experience it and yeah. see how good it is. Um, but they're but now you're they got money. too good, and you're I want to spend money. money. I don't know. They got. Some, I'm gonna buy a cap. Too. They got. Honestly, are you? <laughs> I'm gonna buy a cap. I'm gonna go on. It's it's so funny because like yeah. I'll, hopefully, hopefully cool. our listeners. Did you see use the, the code? Did you see now the pink flower leaf ones? Hopefully, our those are the ones I use want. The code now. Try this to go buy some headphones. Yeah, or but we're but we're also you and I are gonna about spend to, so much money. The cool thing is they also they also have other designs besides just the earhead ones. They have ones that line up with a line line, and then they have the just the buds too. Yeah, and I want. I kind of want. Just the buds are cool. I kind of want to try them out. Because if you don't like Studio, if you're listening all, and you want us to talk about those two, go ahead and send those over. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, Studio, for sponsoring this podcast. And now... Unfortunately, this would be the moment when we start talking about The Fault in Our Stars. The, the wonderful book that Nick wanted me to read. One of my favorites. One of his favorites book. Unfortunately, Marcus used his substitution jutsu. Substitution! So this is when we say Ugh. goodbye to Marcus... 
Oh man, I'm not gonna. This is so and sad. I gotta do the podcast with someone else. This is weird, isn't it weird? It's so weird. It kind of sucks. You did it to me last week with yeah. the Great with the Fireflies. Yeah, and now because I didn't want to be sad, but it's also weird because I didn't want to read. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sure. I can't read. Actually, That's not so. true at all. You've done it on the podcast before multiple times. How do you know it wasn't? I've given book? you three books before. <laughs> <laughs> All audiobooks. I never read, bitch. Oh my god. Okay, okay, so I'm gonna go upstairs and get the guest. Okay, I'm gonna sit here awkwardly and wait. Hi. Hello. Um. These uh, are for you. Thank you. Cans, the real thing. That's what they they call them. Is uh, that what they call them? Cans. All right. I'm gonna be close because that's yeah. the only way this mic setup works. That's Don't be scared fine. to get up okay, in there. Great. Hi, cool. Anna. Anna. Anna is our guest today. I don't know this woman. This no. is the first time I've seen her. I don't know me. The, mm, mm, this might be hard then. Okay. Well, see, here's the thing. So, don't worry about the wall. It was me. Okay. I, I, there's a giant it. hole in the wall, and she looked at it frightened. <laughs> sorry. Away. So sorry. See, this is weird because the last time we used a substitution was me to Marcus. And it was our friend T, and he knows T, so that was probably easier. <laughs> and I don't know how to start a conversation with a stranger about one of my favorite books. Um, but oh, today, it's we did... it's one of your the, favorites. Oh, she doesn't even know how the podcast works. So the way the podcast works is one of us pick our favorite thing and make the other one try the thing. Yeah. So, yes, it's that, one yeah. of my favorite books. Sorry. I... Ooh, I'm already prepared to get torn apart. <laughs> Guys, classically, to be fair, that's usually what Marcus does as well. Okay. I make I... him watch something. He's like, why the hell did you make him <laughs> Um, How do you know Marcus? Um, I know him through the new victory. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers, that's where he works. He's never said it. Oh. It, that's his old job, though, so we can say it now. He doesn't work there yeah. anymore. Don't say the new place. He's a little secretive on the podcast. Oh, you mean Office Depot? Yes, his new job as as shift manager at Office Depot is uh, Marcus's promotion. That's where he is now. Uh, it's we're very happy for him. No, tell me, tell me a quick, who are you, Anna? Uh, yeah, I'm Anna Rock. I'm an actor, and I uh, uh, oh, yeah, whoops, so grody town. I uh, yeah, so I do a lot of comedy, and um, I'm just in the entertainment industry for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I so you decided to super low and go to a low tier podcast in a basement somewhere in Astoria yes. to talk about a book you don't like. It I'm does. super excited about this episode. Yeah. It's like the upside down of a Nickelodeon holding room. Oh my god, that's such a good description. <laughs> it totally like, is. It's because the lime green and then the like bare light bulb in the hole in the It's wall. owned by some old Italian guy that just kind of lets us live here. We don't ask questions. He doesn't ask questions. We don't worry about it. He is a sponsor of the podcast, then. If he's letting you live here, and this is where the magic happens, then he's a sponsor. I don't want to give him any credit. He doesn't deserve <laughs> that shit. Um, okay, so the way the podcast usually starts off with one of these challenges is I explain why I give the person the challenge. I guess I gave you the challenge this week. And then we talk about it. There's no, it's free form. You can talk about whatever you want. You can start the end. You can start the beginning. That's all. That's the whole That's the whole podcast. Great. Great. Uh, the reason I gave this challenge, The Fall in Our Stars, is because... Um, I remember when I bought the book. I was working at TJ Maxx at the time, and it was there uh, for a purchase. And I was like, "I've heard of that book. Let me let me give that a shot." Got it in hardcover. Got it right here with me. Oh Full wow! Answers. I know it's a real book, guys. It's got Boom. a gold-sided. You can even pages see the TJ Maxx sticker the... still on. Oh my gosh! I know. Super cool. So I read it, and I was like, "Wow, that was really cool." Um, I read it uh, at the beginning of college, so I was still kind of close to the characters' ages. And the first thing that hit me about the book was. Um, everyone in the podcast, you don't know this, but everyone that listens to the podcast know I'm a completely hopeless romantic. And uh. it described love in a way that was 
simple and easy and more real than you kind of you kind of see in movies and stuff. Usually they either hyperbolize it so much that it doesn't even seem real or it's they don't even explain. They just say, no, they're they're in love. And you're like, well, yeah, but why? Yeah. Um, and they're in such extenuating circumstances in the book. You, you understand where they're coming from. You understand. At least that's the way I felt when I read it. Sure. And then also I shared it with a friend who, um, while she doesn't have cancer, she uh, has a chronic illness. Mm. that So she's always in pain. And while, as a friend, I have empathy and I kind of understood what she was going through, kind of. But I feel like reading the book, I also introduced her to the book. And we connected really close because of it. Because I felt like I kind of understood a little better what it means to live your life in constant pain. Yeah. Um, so that's why I gave it as a challenge. It's a nice you don't even have to tell challenge. me how you feel, but we can start wherever you want. You want to start at the beginning. Wow. You want to start with your thoughts. You want to go on a tangent. You want to talk about that cool ring you got? I don't know. Whatever you want. That's We can go wherever. What I've heard you do uh, on the Jane the Virgin podcast, which was a time where you challenged Marcus and he enjoyed it, which was cool. Or not the Jane the Virgin podcast. The Jane the Virgin episode. Um, so you can check it out on our, news, uh, our old feed. Go right ahead. Yeah. You talk about uh, Liam Neeson's dick. It's a great episode. I Hashtag Team Raphael forever. Yeah, I would have to agree. Oh, yeah! I yeah. love you so much! <laughs> Victory! We can end the podcast right here. I've won. Marcus doesn't have to be involved. We can move on from here. Um, that, I would love that. Uh, and we, yeah, we could just move to another, maybe an orange Do, do you want to be the new host? Of... I would love that. Uh, I mean... uh, Marcus, while you're editing this, please refer to uh, an email that I sent you. That is saying you are no longer host of Not For This. It I is mean, now Anna. Yeah, really. Just go full-time at Office yeah. Depot. Really embrace your identity there, yeah. and you don't need this. Two anymore. Puerto Rican males is kind of like, I mean, we kind of need a woman on the podcast. Yeah, so absolutely. Let's, uh, let's oh go full gosh. tilt here. No, yes. sorry. You were saying. Uh, well, what you did on that episode was you talked, you had Marcus first talk about his impressions, his first impressions before he experienced Jane the Virgin. Wow. She is doing the podcast better than I do the podcast because I forgot that I even did that and I forget to do that every time. But sure, that's a great place to start. And you're right. It was my idea to do that. So I'm the smart one. <laughs> Please continue with your impressions before you read the book. Yeah, it was absolutely your idea, at least initially. I, uh, yeah, so for for Fault Nurse, as Fault Nurse stars, uh, I feel like it's very important to start with first impressions only because I, I mean, I'm now becoming familiar with it after it was made into a movie, after, you know, the the rise, like, has, I guess, plateaued. I don't think yeah. it will get more popular than it has at this Probably point. Probably not. But it was it was, it was was a phenomenon for a quick minute yeah, there. Everyone kind of sure. heard about it, knew about it, in yeah. passing at least. And then when they made the film, they used, what's her name? Shailene Woodley. Okay, thank you. Uh, and so... Ansel Eggwolf. Oh, that was him? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I didn't see Baby the Baby Driver himself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I actually really don't like him. Oh, but, sure. Uh, I'm, he's, I, he's got one of those personalities where you're like, Either, either, like I don't really like what you're doing. You're like, yeah. hey, I get it. It's cool. I thought he was fine in Baby Driver. I just was. Like, he was good in that role. Yeah, yeah, it was whatever. Um, okay, so I initially heard about it and I was like, oh, coming of age novel about cancer. Don't super want to because I again I'm in comedy and I have uh, like a really dark sense of humor and I like I appreciate like Tignataro has that really famous stand up bit about or not bit but moment in history where she had just been diagnosed with cancer and then immediately went to do a show so I I have had moments where I can laugh at that sort of thing and I mean even that wasn't really that funny it was just like a iconic moment in her life 
Um, but this, I was, I just, you know, was not drawn to it. Because while mm-hmm. I am also a romantic, I think it takes a very different form. So <laughs> I, when Marcus Not quite as hopeless of being drawn to the cancer book. Right. I understand. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. That, uh, no, that's fine. A hopeless romantic takes a very yeah, different Yeah, she's judging me with her eyes, but I'm giving context. her permission. I get it. It's cool. I... <laughs> Oh, you're just so sad. Um, okay. Well, uh, yeah, so needless to say, from what I was just uh, giving the impression of, um, I I was not in any rush to experience this. When the movie came out, um, it seemed very... I equated it with Paper Towns, which... Do you remember that movie and book? Well, it's the, yeah, it's the same. Is it the same guy? It's the same guy. That's why, I guess... That's, I, and yeah, I, that's why they had the same kind of filter on the movie. Yeah, and had the same vibe. And I, I also, I think I kept it in the same category as uh, like the last song and safe house and. Well, those are Nicholas. Hold on, those are <laughs> Nicholas. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Back up. I've been polite. This is but, again, no, 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 first no, no, no. Nicholas Sparks books are totally different than John Green books. Nicholas Sparks books all have the same cover. Of the two star-crossed lovers staring at each other with a sunset behind them. And there isn't... <laughs> no, there's there probably a sun. As... There's a couple sunsets probably. <laughs> I mean, I think that's prob- that's very accurate. And I know I would... I haven't read any Nicholas Sparks that's books. That's funny, because I... I have given no- The Notebook to Marcus on this podcast. I feel like The Notebook is different, though. I never saw The Notebook. The Notebook is different. I, I, like, I appreciate yeah. Nicholas Sparks books, but yeah. they're all a little hoity-toity. Yeah, okay. But The Notebook is a... A special exception. And I will say, even though I'm not the biggest fan of A Fault in Our Stars, now, spoiler alert. Uh, it's a horrible podcast. I will say, it's a, there is certainly a lot more significance, and it's like a lot more poignant than anything I know of Nicholas Sparks. So those are my first impressions, but then uh, I listened to the audiobook. Didn't read it, but listened to the audiobook, and I have to say, the woman they chose for the narrator, or like the, the woman who reads the audiobook, Cannot do a single accent to save her life. She this is the audible audiobook, so I, I uh-huh. feel like there must be a couple different versions. She can't. She tried to do a British accent for what's the name of uh, the friend? Catherine. Yeah, Caitlin or Caitlin. Caitlin. Something with a K. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and she can't do a British accent. It's like a half-ass like dollar store British accent. And then she <laughs> can't do a, a Dutch accent. Like she tries to do the waiter when they're like at mm-hmm. dinner. And um, I think her uh, what's the name of the author? Like his voice was John okay. Green. No, no, sorry. The author in the book. Of, oh, of, Van, um, Van, whatever. Oh yeah, that big, big Dutch name time. Um, uh, Peter Van Houten. Peter Van Houten. Uh, yeah, I, I thought her voice for him was great. See, I, I, as an artist, I was listening yeah. to her and I was just like, oh, wow, you could have been cast as anything else. That's funny because I've are. read the book twice, but to reread it now, I also listen to the audiobook. Oh, this is also my second time listening to the audiobook, and while I completely agree, her accents are much to be desired i do love the lady that reads i think her yeah. hazel and her augustus are good they're solid and that's, i okay. appreciate them all right well uh no, that's fine that i i will say that i think what i also was not a huge fan of is like the um i don't want to use the word cliche but like there are the character of augustus is like such an interesting like he's overconfident clearly because he's hiding vulnerability sure. and he has uh like a like he's deflecting bigger problems. I think this is best exemplified in the 
I mean, how can I just spoil a lot of oh, stuff? Oh, spoilers for Phone of Stars. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did it. I did it. Spoilers. Now we're ready. Go ahead. Spoilers. There's cancer. And also, <laughs> there is. Uh, spoilers. They throw cancer. eggs at a house. Um, Isaac's ex girlfriend, oh, Monica. Yeah. And. Um, the there is a moment where monica's mom comes out of the house i thought this was maybe when i started this is like the first time i could actually laugh at some of the jokes they were making Mm -hmm. like isaac uh isaac says to augustus when augustus is really sick he's like hey there's a this is this isn't verbalized as as dialogue or written as dialogue but apparently there's a hot girl hot sounding girl in their group in their support group, uh-huh. and Isaac is like, Augustus, you need to come to support group so you can tell me whether she's hot or not, because Isaac <laughs> is now blind. Um, but so they go to egg Monica's house or Monica's car, and Monica's mom comes out and is like, What's happening? And um, Augustus's reaction is to then say, uh, We are doing this thing. Now go back into the house before I call the cops, is what he says. <laughs> as if like, she's the one who the cops would arrest. So um, that is, I think, a really good example, that very short exchange of how Augustus approaches life. That's his like defense mechanism. And he does that. It's like a very performative behavior that he uses for like three quarters of the book and then as, as it's revealed that he is gonna die um that falls down a little bit but it that irked me i like really didn't like that personality sure. like i wrote down some quotes that oh I sure let's talk really about, let's keep talking about augustus uh I so, will, so augustus is introduced yeah. right uh when hazel the main character goes to support group and isaac's always there the he starts off as half blind and then goes all the way <laughs> just goes book, for it goes for it all the way he's like i don't want to see no more um and then uh augustus shows up at the support group and stares her down and starts to flirt with her and that's, that's what she, he's introduced and you find out he's a survivor of cancer he lost his leg i forget the name of the cancer i do too i don't think it's important he had cancer it was cool that they included um, they didn't like try and dumb down any of no that. no the only thing that's like super made up is the drug that hazel is on Oh, really? Flexa 4 or something like that. Yeah, because they talk about that a few times. That's not a real thing. This is a great thing. Why, why, though? But John Green acknowledges in his acknowledgments weirdness. No. There's an author's note somewhere, but hold on. Maybe it's in something else that I read. But he basically says, hey, I just want to make sure everyone knows uh, I did meet a girl named Esther that inspired this book, and she had cancer, and she she shared her story with me. It's not based on her. Uh, it's fictitious people. I did tons of research. That the cancers are real. The diagnosis is. Um, and then he says this nice thing where, like, and while we all wish it was real, and it would be great if it was, Flying Sport is something I made up for the book to, you know. And admittedly acknowledges the fact that it's, like, it's not real, but God, I wish it was. You know? That's interesting. And he's super sincere about it in the way he wrote it. Better than I said it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that's, that. if you're going to Yeah, that, everything's better than the way I would say it. I agree, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I think if you're gonna make up a drug that you use in a book about cancer, you should certainly acknowledge it like that. But because everything else is real, I think it's it's weird to like add a fictional element that that it where everything else of that category, like all the medical stuff, is real. I get it. I yeah. I don't but know. also like sometimes when you write, it's just like oh, I just this is yeah. this is gonna make this way easier and make sense. And I appreciate it because we we don't while Hazel. It's super interesting because Hazel's dying in the whole book. She's terminal. She has 
a ticking clock. Yeah. You know, um, that is... and you forget that sometimes because sure. the way she acts and the way the story goes. And she's but she always longer. has only a couple years left. Right. You know, right. and I think just to just to show that to take away to not talk about the uncertainty of it all to so we can focus on everything else. I think it's just a tool so we can get into her head better. Um, so it's not like, because in real life, it would be like, we're going to this drug, and then we're going to this drug, and then we're going to try chemo, and then we're going to try this, and then we're going to try this, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that would have just been sad. That would have been more sad. I mean, sad. It, it was already. Like, sure, I, yeah. I don't, I think I learned a lot about myself and my own tolerance for uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, Guys, you're here to hear first, and I'll learn something about <laughs> That's thanks to now try this. Coming at um, you. I mean, because I had a friend, Colleen, who had the uh, the external bag thing, mm-hmm. where like your fluid like goes into the bag, and yeah. she she had uh, oh, God, she had like a couple types of cancer. She was a friend of mine from middle school, and she died. But she had, I remember the bag, and I was just like, this is not how twelve and thirteen year olds should live, because the rest of us, I remember, we were all like playing like rec soccer. And, and she and I was like, "Hi, you can't do that with a bag." I mean, I, you know, it was it was weird uh, to experience childhood that way. I'm sure. Um, and so I thought about that a lot when I was re- listening to this. Um, but then, yeah, some of the quotes that I just like was like, "Wow, this is you're making it very real by like being like these are real stakes that people have to deal with." Um, but then also. I thought there was a really superficial romantic quality that I didn't think was realistic at first. And then I was like, well, these people are what, 15, 16. So their image of like that, this is when love is like the cheesiest, I guess when it, it cause there are like obsessive teenagers who are like, or not, obsessive is the wrong word, but like, you know, we've all been 16 height of and the we're, hormones. we're in those poems yeah. and, and yeah. did those grand gestures sure. and said always, always to each other uh, yeah. at 16. I got like six or seven always is oh, when I was 15 to 20. That's, that's the way those war- years work. Everything's, everything's tip top and black and yeah. white and simple. And then they also have to have cancer. So their definitions of the world are just so much more finite yeah. and, yeah. Like sometimes, like I, I also agree. Sometimes the things they're saying, it's like, "You're 16. Why are you saying that?" And then you remind us, like, because you're literally dying. Yeah. And your perception of morality is just so much different right. than mine is now. Right. That you are talking like a 16 year old mixed with a 57 year old that's dying. It's like yeah. this weird yeah. coupling of that. Because everything is so extreme in your teen yeah. years, and you experience emotions so in such a saturated way. And they're talking and about then, always, always, and it's like she's yeah. gonna die in two or three years. Right, right. You then know? you add he real death. Stakes. Love of your life. Yeah. They're talking about each other as the love of their lives because they know yeah. that's true. Because it's so it's super interesting. Um, but I agree with you. It, it every once in a while, there's just like, why did you say? And it's like you're 16 and you're dying. That's right. probably why. Also. Yeah, I'm. I'm also remembering now that the book opens with not to like pinball all over the place, but the that's exactly what our podcast Yay! does. Pinball heaven. Um the uh the book opens with I think the support group is one of the first things that yeah. happens, and um Hazel 
is the narrator and and the woman who reads the audiobook again i was like just getting acquainted to her voice and the leader of the support group had patrick yeah patrick <laughs> like either has or had testicular cancer yeah and so he had, he's a he's a survivor. survivor okay and so i was just listening to this narrator say cancer in his balls and also <laughs> cancer-tastic cancer took both of his nuts and this was and support group blue and so i was that i knew this character is like 15 or 16 i understood that like that's the way that she would say those things or she would word it that way but hearing like this adult woman say that i was like wow you're i I feel like you are not as in touch with the characters you could be but as uh i understand what you said about like i I think sometimes it works uh, better than others it's super do you know john green at all no. He's a vlogger. He's been, well, him and his brother always do, hey John, hey Hank, back and forth to each other since 2007 YouTube started. They're like the vlog brothers. They're, oh. they're very big. That's like where his fan base started. Wow. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. So there's tons of material to watch him be super sincere and talk about himself and talk about the world, and which I think also adds an extra layer to it for me and to anyone else that knows him. But... You know, and also his brother has a chronic illness and grew up with being in pain all the time. I think it's Crohn's or it's something like Crohn's. Um, so that's all interesting. But I remember he wrote, he said once in one of his videos, somebody asked him, it was a Q&A, and he was like, why do you always write young adult novels? Like, why don't you? Because obviously you like writing smart characters. It, the characters are super smart in this, and so are all his characters and all everything he writes. That's mm. He's a super smart guy. That's kind of just how he is. He's kind of a nerd, like these characters are. And it's like, why don't you use adults? And he's like, because they're not interesting. You know, they've already made up their minds about everything, you know, and he's, which is, which is super interesting because, you know, to, this is a heavy, this is heavy material. You're dying and you're doing it through a 16 year old's eyes. Why would you make that choice? But, um, and it's also like the thing is like, why would you read a young adult novel when you're not a young adult? Yeah. Which, which is interesting because I enjoy adult novels, but I still like every once in a while going back to a young adult novel because that there's an innocence there that that's nostalgia it reminds you it reminds you used to be this way and it reminds me you know that i used to be uh too big for my britches and speak out of turn and talk too grand and even though it didn't really make sense and you know i forgot what the point i was making well but... yeah i yeah i think i just like saw uh also when you said adult novels it sounded like erotica um but that's, that's what i was talking about is. okay right of course yeah, great. of course um, we're on the same page I think that Augustus, because of his, I, I don't, it's like grandiose. He has like a really interesting personality that is what irritated me, but it is also like I could see, like I, I think I remember like a couple dudes from high school who were <laughs> like that, but um, I don't know. It just, I, I'm going to pull up these quotes when he's like, excuse me, I'm delivering a soliloquy. Uh, that was one line that I was like, wow, I would hate to Dollars date to you. buckets? I totally probably said that in high school. <laughs> I, I would have been like, shut up, I'm soliloquying. Please stop. <laughs> I mean, I would say, oh, I also wrote in all caps, narrator said, boob, someone rescue me, is what I wrote. Uh, because, again, she sounds so prim and proper, and then she says stuff like... Uh, boob. Yeah, boob. Um, also, uh, oh, I think the first thing that really irritated me with Augustus was when he said, God damn, aren't you something else? Like during support group before he's even like met <laughs> Hazel. A hundred percent. I was like, what are you like Fabio? You are just like, oh, I'm gonna, here we are in this grievance like setting, like yeah. this grieving 
group of people and I'm gonna like hit on you in in an Elvis Presley motion picture film sort of way. This like, is super interesting because I'm not a woman. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, uh, not spoilers. Yeah, but so I'm not looking at it. I I don't look at it as if if I would have been uh, uh, interested in Augustus at all. That's fair. Because I'm like, would I have been interested in Hazel? Yeah, she's funny. She's smart. Uh, Augustus, I never even think about that, so I, I don't even have right. that approach to it. For me, as I'm, I'm looking at him like, when he's like, oh, Augustus, what do you fear? And he's like, oblivion. And I'm sitting here like, you cocky fuck. That's exactly, yeah. But I don't need to like him, because I, I, I'm, I'm supposed to like her, and mm-hmm. Augustus isn't me. I'm not, right. I wasn't an athlete. I wouldn't associate myself with Augustus. I was the quieter, meeker one that kept to themselves that would, you know think the things that hazel's thinking gotcha so it's it's funny because i don't have to find augustus i don't i don't know (laughs) if it's i mean they she constantly talks about how handsome he is and so i I think about it a lot as like a you know mostly straight person so i think but i also think that it has less to do with my sexuality and more to do with the way the book is written because if you're if it's written in first person and you are like putting yourself in the body of this narrator and then like meeting people uh, I that's I think how I read and it. And you're like, like I would have hated Augustus. Right, exactly. He would have said oblivion. I was like, you're oblivious. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Like it feels like I'm playing when <clears throat> when books are written in this in a singular viewpoint. I feel like I am playing a, a video game, and I'm just like meeting different characters as this person. And then uh, I th- I think I just learned in middle school to start questioning the narrator. I didn't learn that until like later. You heard it here first, folks. Anna slamming <laughs> Nick over here because I didn't learn something in middle school. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's not the way I read books, and she learned it all the way back in middle school. And that's uh, that's the way we're gonna do. It. We're gonna take a quick break. Let's do it because we need to uh, do a, a quick uh, thank you to our sponsor, Studio. Anna, can you help me and be guest? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> Do I get to make? You're, you know, you're just reading. You're, you're just reading guests. All right. Okay. <laughs> hey, insert guest name here. You listen to stuff? I sure do. I enjoy listening to everything people my age like to listen to. Awesome. Insert guest name here. What do you think about that one group that I know you just love? Oh, you mean that group? Heck yeah, I do. I even bought these super expensive headphones to listen to them everywhere. You mean those headphones? Yeah. But they're so... Bulky? Ugly? Gross? I was going to say not fashion forward, but those work too. Well, how else am I supposed to listen to this genre of music that is my favorite without them? Well, you can always get studio headphones. Who? You haven't heard of studio? They're a great company that think function and fashion are not mutually exclusive. So when you're listening to all the things I know you like to listen to, you don't have to look like a chump doing it. You mean... That one band, and that one singer, and that one podcast we have totally talked about me loving before, I can listen and look hot. Exactly. I don't know if I can afford new expensive well, headphones. Well, you're, you're in luck, because Studio also thinks nice headphones shouldn't break the bank, and if you use coupon code now try this, you can get 15% off right now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm going to buy some right now to listen to all the things... I listen to. We're so lucky at Now Try This to be sponsored by Studio. Again, that's coupon code Now Try This to save 15% off. Thank you, Studio, for sponsoring yeah, the podcast. Thank you. You did great. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I, I heard that you were sponsored by Chickpeas as well. 
that is right. We have in the past been sponsored by chickpeas, Everyone. amongst other things. That's amazing. No. Then... I think we were sponsored by the Titanic at one point. Oh, that's also great. Yeah. Um, if you guys, if you guys want to do a nice Easter egg, hunt, Easter egg hunt, go ahead and check back all the old, old podcasts to find when we were up, uh, sponsored by those. Uh, uh, every time I'm at a salad bar, I'll make sure to personally thank the chickpeas on your behalf if you want. If you is yeah, I will. Sure, sure. I mean, they're <laughs> super gross, but. You, oh. you can do so. That's fine. All right. I didn't know we were slamming sponsors. So. No, we, I got a special relationship with our okay. sponsors. I can speak my mind. And cool. chickpeas suck and they sponsor the podcast. Isn't that nice? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Titanic sucks. R.I.P. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it drowned everybody. Um, personally. The it's Titanic. True. The personification of the boat, <laughs> Titanic. Um, all right. Let's go back into the book, The Fault in Our Stars, that we're talking about here with Anna, our guest, that I have now known for... A solid 20 minutes. Wow. And what a 20 minutes it has, it <laughs> what has been. What a 20 minutes this has been. Um, uh, what is, like, I, I think another thing that I've got down on my notes. Oh, please, uh, let's go through all your notes. It, there are there are a lot of them. Then do um, it. Let's do it. I, so I went to a super progressive college, and when I heard... <laughs> Bragger. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, yes. Um, I went to Sarah Lawrence College, and when I heard... When I heard the narrator, Hazel, say um, boy movies and girl movies, I was like, uh, I just threw up because... I understand that, like, sure, the entertainment industry markets products to, like, you know, the idea of what a gender is supposed to be or whatever. So that's, like, totally fair. But uh, I didn't like knowing that this is a book that w- is young adult and, like, may uh, enforce those, uh, those that structure. I think you're being unfair because I think... No, I, mean, I just think you're wrong. I'm just saying say straight <laughs> up wrong. You're just wrong because it's this book is too smart to be doing that. He's making so? a commentary that she's a 16 year old girl and she hasn't figured out that that's not what that means yet. The author knows. The reader's supposed to yeah. know. But the 16 year old girl Hazel that has cancer for the last four years hasn't had the chance to really broaden her horizons that much. And I think even she knows while she's thinking it. I'm trying to find that it's not quote. quite where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think. No, I think you can disagree. Just right. argue with me. God uh, damn it. I mean, because the other Stop example. Stop being polite. Don't be polite. You don't <laughs> well, be nice to other... me. Marcus is never nice to me. I mean, you I. You know how much he says he hates me and how stupid I am? <laughs> is that why you punched the wall? That is exactly There what... is. Folks, I was like, God damn it. There's Boom. a large hole in this wall. And I feel like this is if you ever have other guests after this podcast, unless I deter everyone from coming on, <laughs> you should have them crawl in through this hole. And that'll be. It'll be like a variety. Like a shining show moment? Or... Yeah, exactly. Again, you can check out our Shining episode on our back panel of episodes on Australia. Did you use the wall for the Shining episode? No, that would have been better. Oh my god. That would have been better. Wow. I guess that was failed. I don't know how I would get in the wall, though. Alright, well, it looks like there's enough room for someone. I believe uh, in you. Let's see if you can fit after the <laughs> end of the show. Uh, the other example that irked me gender-wise uh, was when she says boys aren't supposed to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I do think the point you just raised is valid for that example because I, she says that 
Augustus is beautiful, and then she's like, boys aren't supposed to be beautiful. So I think she's learning there, like, oh, boys. At least I think so. This is an argument, obviously, to be had both ways. I, Um, but the rest of the book is so smart that when it does things like talk about this stupid, bloody book and video game that Augustus likes, oh yeah, as a sixteen-year-old, and and things like that. Yeah, I I think it's it's a commentary on young adult life. Like when you're sixteen, you do see boy and girl things. You know, when you're sixteen, you do start to question these things whether a boy can or cannot be beautiful and then you learn and then you grow and then you develop and then you break away from the ties that society has forced upon you at a young age because they control all the media right and then eventually if you're lucky enough to go to sarah lawrence you (laughs) learn that that's not it's not quite so binary it's not quite so simple yeah it's a lot more complicated and i and i think that the book is commentating on that I, I hope so because I, I mean it does, are there dumb it comes people up... that are just like oh yeah boy oh, and girl stuff one hundred percent but I don't think that's there the and <laughs> I I think that there more like the majority will not be able to read it as like oh this is a stupid uh like this is conditioning that's been thrust upon the yeah. youth and like we are supposed to think that uh, yeah boys aren't beautiful and that boys like the movie 300 and will like laugh yeah. at death yeah. um which i think that again there that example of like um augustus on the plane to amsterdam yeah on mm-hmm. the plane there um he's like laughing at all these people dying in the plane right at home is way more sad right yeah true <laughs> yeah um but he is laughing at all these people dying in the movie 300 and hazel is like disturbed by it but it I don't think it ever gets addressed again, but, but I mean, that is similar to, uh, him putting a cigarette in his mouth. Like, I, like, it, I think it's like his, I mean, not, not really, but it, it's the way he deals with death. Cause they're, uh, they're so close to it. And yeah. so it's just kind of like, he's not afraid of it in the same way that other people might be. I think we're touching on one of the reasons why I like the book so much is because it's a super simple story. It's simply written. It's not it doesn't talk down to you. It it could use even bigger even when it uses a big word, it addresses the fact that it's using a big word and someone might not even know it. It doesn't do any of those things. But it's super smart, mm-hmm. I think. I think there's a lot of layers there that you have to break apart. Like just to go on the thing we're talking about, when Hazel meets her favorite writer, because she enjoys this book that she thinks that she thinks is the only time she's ever read someone dealing with cancer is the right is actually accurate to how she feels mm. her questions don't have to do with the metaphors her questions are just like what happened to the mom what right. happened to the hamster which is exactly what a 16 year old would think while reading this kind of book even though she knows that it's all metaphor and she knows she still completely wants to know what happened to the hamster yeah. while I, I think maybe a uh a 30 year old who's who gets cancer that's going through the same thing and maybe read that book wouldn't have those questions well i i would actually argue that they would because at first i was like oh that's just like i went to a talk back at the new victory actually Mm -hmm. where uh a bunch of kids were at the talk back and they were saying to the actors on stage they were saying what happens next like does he find his hat does he get back to the moon yeah and um and i that's how i heard it at first but then it's I think she discusses a little bit how it's more like, how is my family going to deal with yeah. my absence? Like, she doesn't have any pets, but, like, you know, what what happens to, like, her the smallest thing? Her concern of her mom thing? is super yeah. apparent. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool mom-daughter relationship, her family relationship there. That's true. Happening, which, which we haven't even talked about. Because it's a whole thing. It is a whole thing, and I really like it, but I also, when 
she it's her i they had to address the way that um her relationship with augustus and her relationship with her mom like kind of bump up against each other not in a yeah. bad way but like they're just pre- like her mom is ever present in her yeah. life because she could die Mom's at any best moment friend. yeah exactly yeah. and also like is essentially her live-in nurse and and then augustus like comes into her life as uh, comes into both of their lives um, and so they kind of have to address the fact that the three are like coexisting and like just all the time. Yeah. Um, and, but there are lines about like, oh, there was one about, oh, I think, um, her, Augustus like nuzzles her. That's the verb that's used, which is a great, great verb. But in this context, <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I felt nauseous. Um, Augustus nuzzles her and then like she sees her mom like 20 minutes later and her uh-huh. mom like nuzzles her in the same way and yeah. like uh, he little comments on it and I was like that is so uncomfortable and I, I feel like that <laughs> could maybe be relatable but I don't I was like is it I don't know if it's necessary it made me feel weird it was that and then every time the every time they like kiss in front of her mom, her mom's like, I'm right here. And it's almost like a, uh, a, like, I feel like I've seen a lot of cartoons that are like that, where there's like a, <laughs> I don't know, a little, like, I think I'm thinking of one specific cartoon that involves like some sort of fairy godmother who's like right there. God, uh, we're in the recesses of my cartoon brain No, right let's now. keep talking about the fairy godmother. Um, what color does she wear? <laughs> But she even wore a dress. I don't know. Um, but uh, wait, there was something else about the mom that I thought of. I can't remember. Oh well, this is does this is not the mom. But when Augustus and no one's gonna Hazel... clock you for getting off topic. <laughs> I mean, Marcus might when he edit, edits this later. He'd be like, "Anna, get up to the point." <laughs> <laughs> Silently to himself, but he's not here, so he can't. He doesn't get a. He doesn't get a chance to comment. Office Depot, Marcus. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so Hazel and I guess Photoshop this... a video of him in Office Depot, uniform <laughs> standing outside. You don't need to Photoshop it. We'll just go to his workplace, his very real well, he, I don't know which place. one he works at. I, oh, that's true. I mean, we'll we can go to, go to every to single every one. one. All right, we'll do that. Great. Yeah, okay. Um, so when they kissed for the first time mm-hmm. in, uh, spoiler in alert, the Anne Frank the house. Anne Frank house, which I thought was like... I think if it was addressed a little less by the narrator, could be a little bit funnier, like in a really macabre sort of way, where like they are, they are they dying and they are be visiting dying in the place where yeah. this girl died and yeah. they're just kissing. Yep. But what I and I was like, that's kind of cool. And then everyone applauded, and I was like, no, <laughs> no. I it made my stomach like twist. I was just like, this Aww. is. I mean, but again, if I read this at fifteen, maybe I would love that. I read. I was all over Twilight, and it's full of moments that are much worse than that. So much like, worse. Yeah, like much. I read all the books. Oh, you. Have? Marcus actually owns the book. He's won it in a, one of the challenges on this show. Because he knows someday he'll get that as a challenge. Oh, he so he owns read it. it yet? You no, have to. That has I will. To be. I was waiting until he uses substitution, and then when he uses his pass, yes, and then he'll have to do it because he won't have any. Left. Oh my god! So you're 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 painting the picture to get in closer to yes. it. Yes, honestly, worry. I think. I mean, we're not talking about Twilight. <laughs> Bring me back for that one. Um, no, uh, yeah, I think if I was like a little bit more if I hadn't had, like, my sexual awakening yet, or, like, I think if I, yeah, if I was younger, that moment would mean a lot more to me and and be a little bit more fun and fantastical. Um, 
whereas now I'm just like, ew, like that, I, I don't, uh, it, it just, why would they? No, no, no I get what you're saying. If, for me, when I read those moments, I'm not also like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, fuck, go you guys, oh, man, love in spite of it all, damn, God, great. Um, I, I appreciate it. I understand what he's doing there. The, I, I always just feel like when I read books like this and the moments like that, happens, like, well, that moment's not for me. But yeah. when I go on and have this really interesting conversation with Peter Van Houtlin at his house, like, mm. that's for me. Like, that's why yeah. I'm reading, you know, the, yeah. the, all those layers of what's happening, what he's saying and what he's not saying. And he's being, trying to be so intellectual. And they're like, we're just kids and we're dying and we just want to know this thing. And he doesn't even care because his head is so far up his ass. Yeah. And, you know, which, and then the more you find out about him is super interesting and it's layered and layered. You find his daughter had cancer and then, right. you know, and right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. God, one of my favorite moments in the book is near the end when Van Houten invades her space during the funeral and tries to talk to her. And she's like, I don't care anymore. Like, leave me alone. And then she she says, she tries to inspire him. It's like, give up the drinking. Go write him another book. Do it. And then she sees him in her rear view, put, almost put the drink on the curb, but then pick it back up. And it's like, that's super uh... real life. I like that. I so I still have like forty five minutes left of this audiobook, but I read a summary, so I know like oh yeah. So I, I I hadn't gotten to like the fact that he was like, oh yeah, uh, he they, they or what's what's his assistant's name? Lydia or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know I saw it written. Lydette, I was like, Lydia, Lydia, it, it's Lydette, like yeah. so Dutch. There's like yeah. a J in there, but it's it's not it's not pronounced. Three Q's and an X. <laughs> That's Welsh. Um, but it is. Don't throw your white privilege in my face, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it. Um, no, uh, she, she, like, his assistant is like, oh yeah, she, he wrote this eulogy for you that we have. Like, I, yeah, I, I read through, um, the end, like, as, like, in a detailed summary, but I didn't know about the alcoholism oh. at the end there. Didn't yeah. know about that It's such scene. a small little line. It's just one line. But it's, it, like, encapsulates, like, it's one of those moments where, like, if you want to be super horny toy, it's like all oh, life right there in that moment. Yeah, but you know? also like you know we haven't I don't we haven't seen that yet that because um, we, we've seen the ways that different families have dealt with their uh, cancerous family members like their no. their terminal family members. We've seen Augustus' family. We've seen um, Hazel. We've seen a little bit of Isaac's family, and then we've like heard some from the support group, um, but we haven't. Uh, we haven't heard about. She was um, distracted by the subway sounds. <laughs> yeah, the the cows of the urban city uh, is what I think of when the horns blare. Wow, that was worse than everything in this book. <laughs> that was worse than the Anne Frank house. That was worse than Oblivion. The cows of the urban setting. That's your quote. That's your tagline for the episode. Um, Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Just to finish this thought, we haven't dealt with alcoholism in relation to, like, uh, relatives who are going to die or who yeah. have died. And so I think that now knowing that that is, like, one of the final lines of the book or, like, mm. in the last few last moments. Last couple chapters. Last okay. chapter, last, second to last moment. It's the last time they interact, I think. Like, after Augustus' them. funeral? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. The um, end happens where... She knows he wrote a eulogy or something, and she can't find it. And then she realizes Van Houten has it. And then Van Houten's assistant goes and gets it, and he's in, like, an alcoholic stupor. And he's like... As always. And he reads it, the eulogy that Augustus wrote, 
because he sent it to Van Houten to kind of fix it up, make it better, and he hands it back to his assistant and send, send it to the girl, I don't want to change a thing. And it's this beautiful last letter that she gets at the end. Man, 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 man. I got to listen to the rest of it because yeah. I want to hear the letter because um, I'm sure I'll hate it. No, um, <laughs> it'll, no, I, I think like I'm sure I'll like the end because I think I... Well, the whole fact that they even killed augustus in the way because you kind of yeah. thought it was gonna be hazel right and then they and then do the turn it's like actually i'm super cancer filled and i'm dying yeah. and you see all hurt him dying you see him from going to so cocky it's almost dead well that's what it's made like, me like him better that's yeah. why i think i will like the end is because as soon as he realizes he or because oh, you realize it was all like a performance which yeah. like i knew it was but i didn't know that i would get to see what he's like with like his defenses dropped right. a little bit even then he's still like there's a little bit of his old self like when isaac like touches his thigh because isaac's blind and he's yeah. like looking for augustus and augustus is like buy me or i'm taken that's what he <laughs> says which is like funny but i because again i think it might have to do with like the uh audiobook lady's delivery that i was just like oh man what well yeah he but he's a he's a showboat he, yeah yeah this is this is all him that's who he is yeah um, and then one final thing about Denmark that I, or, uh, yeah, Amsterdam's in, then in Denmark, right? Uh, Marcus edited me saying something super clever and knowledgeable <laughs> about Denmark and Amsterdam and whether or not they're the same place. Yeah, Amsterdam's in Denmark because you can drive across a bridge to Sweden, which I've done once. Twice. All we found out during this podcast, name is a braggart. <laughs> yeah. I've yes. been international. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. But the fact that I've been there and can't tell you if it's in Denmark. <laughs> been there Ooh. twice. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Denmark. But um, they are having dinner next to the river, and they and she talks about how like there are these blonde and like impossibly beautiful blonde women biking by, and then a. A boat of Dutch people like boats by, and they're like the beautiful couple. They yell it to them, and I was just like, "Wait a minute! You just talked about how everyone around you it's, is it, beautiful." The line is, "The beautiful couple is beautiful." Oh yeah, is yeah, the, what yeah. they say in English, yeah, exactly. Which is kind of cute. Very. <laughs> the yeah. translation doesn't quite work. <laughs> I think it, it probably sounded way better in Dutch. Right, right. Redundancy is better in any other language. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I was just like, wait, if, if everyone is beautiful there, which we've, we had, she had established at that point, then why would they stand out? But I guess maybe Because they're American chemistry. and young and she's got, and. She's got tubes. Yeah. And that it's did cross probably super cute and yeah. hopeful to see this young couple that's cute and in love, but obviously something's going on because they're alone at this restaurant in right. Denmark and she's got these tubes out of her nose. I mean, those are the thoughts that she expresses when they like get on the plane first. Yeah. And she's like, everyone is looking at us thinking like, oh, they must be so brave for, or like, my, yeah, they must yeah. be so brave for being so young and like, what's wrong with them? But also like, they're... well, that's also one of my favorite parts about the book because this, it, it doesn't try to paint this picture of the brave cancer survivor or any of that stuff. It, it's trying its best to really explain what people in that situation feel like. And while sometimes they're brave, sometimes they're human, and sometimes they go through um, not saying the right thing, and sometimes they're jerks, and sometimes they're not, and sometimes, you know, and it's it's super, it's it's trying to be real, as opposed to this, yeah. the, I mean, some people try, that haven't read the book and don't really know it well, try to be like, oh, it's obviously derogatory, it's taking advantage of the cancer, and yes, there's a lot of movies and a lot of television books that do do that, but this one's actively trying not to. Well, 
And that's why I find it odd that he added a fictional drug. Because if everything is... Because that is also what I liked about it. And then you... I mean, I didn't know until you just shared at the top of the podcast that that drug is not real. Marcus, edit it out. <laughs> yeah, all the drugs are real. She just takes Tylenol. Um, no. <laughs> it survives by her bootstraps. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, um, that's what I liked most about it. And I think that it... Like, if you're just adding a drug to like make it work like i don't know find a way around it unless he really maybe he got stuck for years and he was like i don't know how to make this book work he wrote he was writing this book for like 12 years he uh knew he wanted to write this book when he was a youth chaplain at a hospital and he was meeting the young cancer um okay the people with cancer the young ones and that's when he had the idea that he wanted to write a book that really portrayed them in their realistic light and then he tried to write it for years. He couldn't quite break through. And then he met a young girl named Esther who was battling cancer. That kind of was his last, the last piece of the puzzle to fit it all together. Nice. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, that explains why Isaac's video game uh, is the format that it is. Because, <laughs> do, I mean, like, do you remember how they're, like, voice activating yeah. the... Yeah. And I... I it's like, like a no old 1970s yeah, computer. Is Ga- that, what is it called? Gret Gal starts with a G. It's an old old game where Galaga. all you could do is I don't think it was Galaga. Galaga's the space one. Right. There's but, a dungeon one that you're like I walk oh, forward and it'll tell you what happens when you walk forward. I don't remember the name of that one, but I've seen it played in many movies. I yeah. that Galaga wasn't a genuine. I know what Galaga is. Yeah, I thought you were trying to come up with like, oh, like the Galaga. era of Galaga. Uh, like it's something. Con- it's something during that time though. Um, no, yeah, what, there are, like, a couple movies where people are doing that. I think, um, is it the beginning of Princess Bride where they do that as well? They play that game? Maybe they Maybe. play a baseball game. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, baseball video game! They I either They either play baseball or play a dungeon game. It's one of those two. A hundred percent. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Uh, what else is? Well, let's, I want to, while we have some time. I would like, because you like quotes so much, oh, Okay. play a quick game. Let's do Are it. Are you ready for an infamous, infamous, now try this game? Sure. This game is called John Green and Me. Oh, no. This is a list of 13 quotes. Okay. Half of them are from John Green. Oh. Like and said half, by him or, or from his works? Both. Okay. And half of them are said by me. <laughs> Most of which are from high school. Oh, this is such a good game. All right. Are you ready for this? Especially since I don't know you. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited about it. You're about to get to know me real quick. Wow. Um, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to laugh when you get the spot on. And your first impression <laughs> of me is like, yeah, I got you. You got me pegged the whole time. I'm like, yeah. All right. Cool. Easy. Done. All right. Number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there is a prize at the end if you get enough right. Wow. Let's say there's 13 if you get eight right. Is it a trip to Amsterdam to meet an alcoholic? That's the consolation prize. Oh, so get that regardless. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Great. Uh, number one. Yeah. This may seem odd, but eternal anguish will live all the sweeter with a glimpse of ecstasy. That's gotta be John Green. That was from, that was when I was 16 and I wrote a sequel to Macbeth. Oh my god! Wait, we need, you need a podcast where Marcus reads your sequel to Macbeth. It's an X6 that I wrote. To that it. should be like a, you know, a half episode. Just Great, like uh, fun fact. My teacher, who did not like me at the time and I think was racist, asked me if oh, I plagiarized no. it. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. What? I know. Was the assignment to write a sequel? It was Macbeth and it was do something creative. 
How long would you call it Macbeth 2? It was just one act. It was an act okay. six. Oh, okay. The five I, see, acts I see, I see, Shakespeare's Macbeth. Number two. Ah. I is the hardest word to define. Uh, John Green? Is that your final answer? <laughs> I wouldn't even ask, but you sound so unsure. Even so much that you're I'm backing just... up from me because you're like, I'm failing right now and I don't want to be seen. I am but this is a podcast. They can hear you. slowly realizing how I'm going to be, I will most likely be disgusted by most of these quotes. Man, if anybody tries to woo me again after this podcast, I think I'm just going to like read through it. Because I've had some cheesy, cheesy romantic encounters that I've loved, but I think after this, it's not going to work. Um, oh well, you, you'll, you're about to see all I got. So. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm saying John Green again. It is from John Green's 2017 Turtles All the Way Down. Thank this God. This novel, which I haven't read yet, I'm very excited to. Turtles All the Way Down. Yeah. No lizards, no frogs. Uh, lizards. here's here's the next one. Okay. Yep. There's some people in this world that you can just love and love and love no matter what. I think that's him. It's 100 percent him. It's from An Abundance of Catherines from 2006. Wow. <clears throat> you just got large amounts of everything, Catherine's and turtles. <clears throat> yeah. This is number four. Okay. The things that shape us, how peculiar they are. Uh, I want to say that's even from A Fault in Our Stars, or The Fault in Our Stars. I might have thrown you some lowballs in here, or I might be trying to throw you off. What You don't know me well enough to know what I'm going to say John Green again. Is that crazy? This is from a story that I wrote in 2006 <sighs> called A Step Away from Lost. About my best friend who had to deal with his uh, drug dealing dad. Yikes. So that's uh, a no for you. Okay. Wow. All, and I want everyone to know because I'm sure they're thinking, yes, this is exactly the point of this game is to show that I'm just as good as John Green. <laughs> that is exactly the point. I'm trying to impress. I was hoping someone cool would be on the podcast. I'm working. I'm working <laughs> here, guys. What's up? Number five. Oh, man. Uh, number five. You ready? <clears throat> yes. Cannot see. Here no tell. Mine can't feel. Heart in hell. Okay, I haven't guessed you yet. I'm gonna guess you. That's from a poem I wrote in 2009 called okay. You're There. So, boom. Yes. Number six. Uh-huh. Truth resists simplicity. I'm gonna say John Green. That is correct. Uh, yes. He said it in one of his videos. One of his Truth Resist Simplicity. YouTube videos? Yeah, uh, yes, one of his YouTube videos. <laughs> heard of uh, it. You ready? You heard of it? Yeah. You ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Just remember that sometimes the way you think about, about a person isn't the way they actually are. Well, I'm hoping that's what John Green is. Um, uh, 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 you. No, that's from Paper Towns from oh, 2008. No. Yeah, sorry. The one I you heard don't that like. was a good book. Um, I have. I haven't read it yet. My sister loves it and hated the movie. I didn't read it because the movie looks so dumb. Yeah, that's. But what the book sounded it, it cool, is, and apparently. then the movie came out. I was like, that looks dumb. I don't want to read it now. I think the book, according to my sister, is like less about this boy like fawning over a girl and more about just like her being interesting and like. And, like, a cool person and less about, like, oh, I'm so obsessed with this lady. That sounds cool. I don't know. Anyway, I think sorry. I'm going to read it. You yeah. just swayed me. <laughs> Once you think a thought, it is extremely difficult to unthink it. Uh, John Green. Yeah, from his book that he co-wrote called Let It Snow, Three Holiday Romances in 2008. Let It Snow? Yeah. Nice. Just for the user at home, she's gotten four correct so far. 
out of pretty good pace. Six out of thirteen out of eight. So you're half. You're half. Oh oh oh. Yeah, Wait, and you got to get a little more than half to win. So did I get four wrong? Yes. Oh my god. No, you got three wrong. Oh. No, you got one, two, one, two. I'm sorry, you got five right. I can't count. <laughs> She's doing great, guys. Number nine. Yeah. The space between molecules isn't empty but filled. More molecules of space. More space-filled molecules. Uh, it makes me just think of the champagne in the book, which we also didn't talk about when we talked about alcohol, and I worried about it because they kept drinking more and more, and I was like, oh no! And Van Houten drinks. Anyway, uh, I say John Green. That was from a story I wrote in 2012 called Space Molecules. We really gotta be reading these stories. That's... <laughs> hey guys, check out my blog. That's... <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. It's got some fun stuff we gotta read it number 10 yeah illusion to my opinion is man's greatest atrocity okay it sounds like it was said by like a harsh critic of a magician <laughs> that sounds like um... who hates magicians me or john <laughs> or green John green uh... in this rendition of john green and me <laughs> it's not easy john green um i would say Say it one more time. One more oh, time. I would love to. <laughs> <clears throat> Illusion, to my opinion, is man's greatest atrocity. Uh, That's from a poem I wrote called Dismal Living Space in God High School. God damn it. You are just so much better than I anticipated. And take that as as you will. Backhanded compliment? Guess having the hots for Nick. And moving on to number 11. I respect you, and your beliefs are completely your own, but as you'll always have yours, I'll always have mine. Okay, well now, just gauging from the fact that the past two were you, I'm gonna say John Green. So this one was from 2009, a letter that I wrote to an ex, who I was trying to make her think that our different religious views wouldn't make us not work. Turns out, they'd made us not work. She was a Christian scientist. Oh, So they don't, if you don't know about Christian scientists, they... Are religious to believe in God and all that stuff. But they yeah. also go a step further and they don't believe in modern medicine. Yeah. And they pray away the cancer. I, I thought that was apropos to the story we read, so I included that. Oh, wow. uh, I have an aunt who, yeah. who doesn't believe in modern medicine. It's tough. And that is, that is crazy tough. It's a tough to love those people. Yeah. Because it's like, you're hurt. I want to help. And they're like, nah. What do they think a Walgreens is? Just like... <laughs> <laughs> The say. devil. Yeah, yeah. The devil's parlor. Yeah. 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 Uh, and number 12. Mm-hmm. How many do you guys have? You got one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Still stuck with that? Let's five. say you got to get six to win because <laughs> I, I want you to win. You feel bad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Number 12. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen, of course. Things never happen the way I imagined them. I also, just for the viewers, I didn't pick up obscure quotes. I googled John Green quotes, and on Goodreads, these are like the top ones. Which, like, I mean, this well, is Well, I mean, there's a top John 100, Green. so I picked a couple. Yeah, they all sound. <laughs> He's got a very unique voice. Things never go the way I... Wait, say it again? Oh, I would be happy to. Uh... <clears throat> are you ready? I am prepared. That didn't happen, of course. Things never happen the way I imagined them. John Green. In his book, Looking for Alaska from 2005. Thank you. Nice. You have now won the game. (laughs) But let's see this last one just for funsies. Great. Maybe our favorite quotations say more about us 
than about the stories and people we're quoting. Um, I feel like I've heard that, but I think it worded differently and not by John Green, uh, maybe by you. <laughs> that is the game. That is the game. That is the premise of the whole game. Uh, I'm going to say you. It was John Green. Oh my God. Abundance of Catherine's from 2006. Uh, an well, abundance. You won the game. And because I can tell just how much you love John Green, oh my God. here's your own copy of Looking for Alaska by John Green. Thank Another you. Pulitzer Prize winning piece. Hey. By uh, the titular author. Thank you so much. I don't think I know what titular means. It means full of boobs. No, I think title means that, like, Macbeth is the titular character because his name is the title. Yeah. So I just use it wrong? No, no, I think it means whoever, yeah, whoever's got the most boobs. But also, <laughs> also, uh, nice. that, yeah. Well, you um, got a John Green book. You own it now. I'm, I'm stoked. And you want it from a game, so you can't get rid of it. You can't do anything. That's true. I and just because I think you'll enjoy them so much, as you should have, because they're all pretty genius, I'll leave you with this sheet of quotes from me <laughs> and John Green. I'll that is memorize them so I can say them to my Christian scientist. Oh, you, you want to say... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I... it's a good line. I mean, you know, I respect you and your beliefs, but you're dumb. That's basically what it said. Oh, man. I... Okay, so it'll say John Green on here when it's from... No, you have to know his books. Okay, so A Step Away from Lost... That's me. That was you. That's my story. <laughs> I love that you included just the title and the year as if it's like, oh, everyone knows. Everyone knows what this is. No, I mean, I know. Yeah, right, sure. I didn't anticipate to give it to you. I thought only I would see it. Oh, so this is like getting the set list after a concert. I exactly. Feel very you want me to special. sign it? Hold on, I'll sign it. Please. Okay, hold on, guys. Pause for um, signature. I came here to the stage Boom. door. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, my God. <laughs> respect you and your beliefs are completely your own but as you'll always have you'll always have that this is great she's actually reading this <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's looking at her two prizes like wow i just won these oh. <laughs> um we can talk a little more about the book and then we'll wrap it up um okay. so all in all mm-hmm. we appreciated the book but didn't enjoy the ride is that where we're at with this i didn't enjoy the ride but i feel like if I think if I was reading it, it would be a vastly different experience because I was like, when you're reading it, I mean, I was, I was just caught up. I recently yeah. created a voice reel for myself. And so I was like listening to the <sighs> bragging, bragging, bragging once bragging. again. I no, was a voice reel for what? Denmark. Just to send out to, yeah, just oh, to like have like, a... I unrelated to the podcast. I would love to hear it. Cause I also have to create my own soon. I just took a voice class and I am very interested in nice. going down that road. We have the equipment and that's so like I would, a good part of it. It is. Yeah, that's like yeah, the only I'd way. I love to hear yours. Oh, it's it's just stuff I've done for some podcasts, and uh, I, I was recently featured on Butt Crusher, uh, the animated series where I play three of the villains. So wow, not yeah. one guys, <laughs> not two, but three of the villains in Butt Crushers. Crushers, just one. But all the Butt Crusher. Yep. How many you live, Anna? Three villains. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. Um, but I was listening to the audiobook with that in mind, with the the craftsmanship of the the voice talent. In audiobooks mind. are weird, right? Because you have to do this fine line yeah. of kind of just reading it, but also if you don't add anything, it's boring. Yeah. But if you add too much, then that's too much. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I mean, not a lot of people can do it besides Stephen Fry. So. Oh, true. Uh, know, Tim like Curry just... did the uh, series of unfortunate events, which I grew. Oh, up I bet he did really to. good. 
every character has a different voice and it's like it's so well done a lot of people grow up listening to like harry potter and they're yeah, like yeah. oh that's incredible but a series of unfortunate events is my solid precedent so then listening to this I what do you like, think of the new series Oh, I love NPH, and I I think what I liked most about a series of unfortunate events is how dark it is and how fu- smart, funny it can be. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a little too playful as a series, actually. I watched a couple episodes. I was like, "This is fun," and I appreciate it, but I didn't need to keep watching. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. A but little I also didn't read the books. Too goofy. Oh, that'd be different if yeah. you didn't read the books. I I sometimes babysit this ten year old girl who loves it. And I was like, okay. Uh, plug. I get it. <laughs> yeah. For Anna's uh, babysitting, <laughs> babysitting service here. Okay, fine. If you're looking for a babysitter, come on down and let Anna know. Every time a babysitter, we cover a new musical. We listen to a musical start to finish. We talk about it. Oh yeah. my God, that's really cool. She loves it. It's God so damn, fun. You yeah. are a really good babysitter. It's very, <laughs> I was only very playing, fun. but that's pretty good. We were, Five stars. <laughs> thank you. What was the last musical you guys we did? We did, on Friday, we did uh, Wicked and we ate Firecracker Oreos. And we... <sighs> I like. I just saying wicked at work the other day. Where it was like, what are you saying? I was like, nothing. Never mind. <laughs> we gotta explain it. Which it's like song? I don't remember. Was um, it dear old shiz? Was I was like, I hope you're happy. Oh, I hope yeah. you're happy now. Beginning of defying gravity. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what are you saying? I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to the break room and you're like, uh, at because you work at Home Depot and Marcus works at Office Depot. This is correct. The rival. This is Depot's. why. This is why this podcast exists. Yeah. Right. Who's better, home or office? Yes, or uh, home office. Uh, mm. lasting impression, like, uh, yeah, I'm so sorry, mm. uh. please expel me, <laughs> I don't need to go to school. Don't worry, okay. we're almost done. <laughs> uh, didn't enjoy the ride, uh, but I, now after talking to you, I think, like, especially when you were like, oh, this is a, um, I think, and like, what really made me think differently about it is how you felt about the like boy movie girl movie like boys can't be beautiful or whatever like that as a moment that is actually teaching um people to break the binary and, and leave gender roles which is super interesting because it's also an opinion that could be super wrong right but i mean it's it is an alternate way of thinking but the same manuscript so i feel like i don't know it's valid let um, me just read a couple of my favorite quotes from the book okay because i they, wrote them down and i haven't said them yet are they actually from the book or <laughs> yeah, are they no, from macbeth a... too I can pull up Macbeth too and read some of those. I would love if you would like to. We can hear uh, some monologues. Uh, and, uh, if you would like to hear more red writing, you can just uh, go ahead and uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, <clears throat> uh, when when the mom said, "I won't be a mom anymore," that oh, was a yeah. gut punch. That was real good. I was like, uh, "Oh fuck, that was that's tough." Uh, yep. Yeah, it's super tough. Yeah. Um, and then this is probably one of the most quoted lines in the book. Is as he read, I fell in love the way you fall asleep slowly and then all at once. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, come on, Anna. It was that's good. pretty good. I made, was making bacon when I listened to that, and I and I now I associate <laughs> st- that quote with bacon, um, which I think maybe ruins it, but uh, or makes it better. I don't know. Um, slowly and then all. That's that's right. Yeah, that's pretty right. Yeah, yeah. Because when you fall in love with someone, like think about the last time you were in love or currently in love, you think about it and you're like. Yeah, no, it was a build-up, and then he was like, but no, it ha-, and you can't really decide which mm-hmm. one it was. Yeah. Very apropos. Sorry, In chapter 10, there's, no, there's more, there's more. In chapter 10, when uh, Hazel was like, I wonder how many dead people there are, and then Augustus is like, 98, 98 billion. There are 7 billion people in the world living. Whoa. There's been 98 billion that have been dead. I and the fact that, that he, the fact that he's thought about it, and she's thought about it, and right. he already knew because he looked it up. This is and also the, on the plane, right? 
Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Or is it at the Anne Frank? House? I think it's in the plane. I think okay, it's in the plane. Okay. And they're like just that contemplation of death and life is just so yeah interesting because I I've thought about death, but I haven't been close enough like that to think about it that closely. And it's just yeah to think about. And then they, they have this whole sequence where they're like, and he's like, I did the math. If everybody could remember fourteen people, then we could remember everyone that's been dead. But people are selfish and tend to remember the same people. And I was like, oh my god, that means there's so many people that have been forgotten. Because they're talking about, I want to be remembered, and I want to not be remembered, and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now I'm remembering this is right after he like is laughing at 300. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. And, and that was her response. And you're like, you dumbass Augustus, they're fucking dead people. And then he says this shit, and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I, I get you. You're like a dying, smart, 16-year-old boy. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote this one down. Also in chapter 10, I think it was Hazel said, I'm in love with you. Or it was, it was Gus. Oh, I remember why I wrote this down. Because I thought it was super interesting that that was how they said love first. Usually Before it's, I love exist. you. And it's, I love you. Or it's some version of that. But I'm in love with you. Yeah. Was the choice of words they And made. it's Augustus who says it on the plane to her. Oh my god, she remembers because she loves this goddamn book. <laughs> We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Okay, next. Uh, it would be a privilege to have my heart broken by you. And this is another moment that you probably don't like because it's Augustus being like, hey, oblivion. I'm yeah. fucking all this. But this is this is why I like it. Lines like this. Because we get to see Hazel's reaction. If it was just that line in an empty vacuum, be like, that's a bad line. And But we can see and hear Hazel and she's like, she's she keeps saying, she keeps insinuating the fact like this shouldn't work. But I'm falling for this kid and it is working. You know, like, why is he so handsome? Yeah. Like, I didn't know boys can turn me on this way mm-hmm. in real life. Like, mm-hmm. all this, all that, coupled with all that, like, these super cheesy, almost dumb, shouldn't work lines are working. And I just find it interesting, like, why they're working. Because I'm super cheesy and I do say lines like this in real life. And sometimes they land and sometimes they don't. And to f- figure out why they're landing, why they're not landing, it's, it's just pulling up the backdrop of, it's not the lines. It doesn't matter what you say. It just matters who you're saying it to. I also think, while those lines are cheesy, if we had a more like 360 degree view of their bond, like if we were there seeing it, they would be a little bit more appropriate. Whereas like when he says, before he meets her, he's like, (laughs) you're, uh, what does he say? You're something else. Yeah, you're something else. (laughs) I was like... This is like the 1950s. Like, what is what is happening? You were speaking in cliches. And oh like, man, I speak even... in so many cliches, though. Oh my god, Anna. Because 1950s cliche. It's all I got. It's all I got in my bag of tricks, and I use them all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you go, Augustus. That's a good one. I'm gonna use that one next time. Ah. Uh, yeah. I had uh, this. Yeah, you're something else, aren't you, Anna? <laughs> oh God. See, it worked, guys. If I had a you should knife. see your eyes lighten up, oh, lighten up right god. now. You guys can't see it though because it's a podcast. Another one of my favorite quotes. Let's move on. Uh, is um, is oh this one and this one hurt. It was like in chapter seventeen, and Hazel's talking to Augustus, and calls him Gus because he's sick now. And then he says, "You used to call me Augustus," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And like Hazel's not doing it intentionally, but like she's separating these images of healthy Augustus and sick Gus, and it's just. It's like his biggest fear of what would happen, and it's like happening, and he's dying, and he can't do anything about it, and it's super sad. Well, I wonder, I, I guess I remember that moment, but I also... I could also be reading into it. I, I mean, it's also, because he, mm, there, there is one moment where, like, 
she flashes forward like two weeks and and i was just like oh okay we haven't done that really yet like that passage of time happening that quickly i don't think maybe it's implied that it might be happening a little bit yeah but it's not like and then two weeks later that's not happening you know you just assume like the course of the book has been maybe yeah eight months six months you know so her calling him gus i definitely thought was more of a like after uh she had admitted that she was in love with him or not admitted but like shared professed her love to him i thought that was the development there and like they sleep together and so then i thought maybe that was it but we'd have to look back and see yeah no i think it's this one i think it's like yeah she's being lazy and the fact that he makes it such a point to call her Hazel Grace, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time. And she, she makes a point that she loves that she he has two names. And he says, I love that he has two names, Augusta Senga. She says that. And, like, she chooses the other one instead of the other one. It's like, why are you making that distinction? And then he says that. And my heart broke a little. Mm. 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 I'm sorry. And then the last one. Yeah. And then we can wrap this up. Uh, and this one is this probably the second most quoted line besides that other one is some infinities are larger than other infinities. Yeah, it's pretty pretty Houghton. cool. Yeah, because it's just encapsulating the fact. It's just like the whole book in this mm-hmm. microcosm of, uh, like yeah, it's just these two people and they just happen to have cancer and you know what's important to them might not seem important in the big grand scheme of things, but it's still infinity and it's like all these I don't know. Yeah, I and I I mean. You know, she loved it. She loved the book. That's where we're at, guys. <laughs> Moving on. I uh, I find that to be true in like so many contexts. And I thought about it when I read that or listened to it. I thought about it within the context of relationships. Is that a like, Lego watch? Absolutely. Cool. You can you can go. Yeah. Uh, the within the context of relationships, where like one might end and another one might begin that you like feel very strongly about, but doesn't invalidate the previous one Mm -hmm. as it just like you know ran its course or whatever and then you just like start a new relationship with somebody and you're like oh this is uh like there's more potential here but like there you know the other thing like still has life and exists like i still care for that person or whatever um and that is true with them and their lives but then also their relationship and yeah it was that was sad we're getting deep here guys uh is there anything else in your notes that you wanted to point out before it's a lot of frustration it's a lot of all caps (laughs) why did this happen why did he say that who chose this narrator i'm seeing all caps sickening augustus (laughs) what a tool (laughs) his pushiness is alarming um and who hurt you (laughs) that's the real question uh, uh I, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Um, Ooh. That was, like that was boy it. girls, boy, not boy girls, boy movies, girl yeah. movies. Uh, ugh, this British accent is trash. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I'm really so bad at accents, so I was like, yeah, it's fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I can do like two halves of an accent. Well, what I you think... Could, let me hear your British. Judgy McJudgerson over here. My British accent. Oh, that's not better than this author. Yeah. Truly. No, it's no, it's pretty good. Truly. I just can't do better. Uh, I could do the whole podcast in a British accent. The whole podcast is almost over. <laughs> so that's an invalid argument. An invalid argument. I could do it the whole time. Argument. <laughs> um, no, she... I think, actually, just quickly about the British accent, I think the friend Caitlin is using a fake accent. I think so, so yeah. So I, I w- didn't judge her too hard until they got to Amsterdam, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, maybe this is like kind of a joke. 
And then there were like multiple people that she was doing accents for, and I was like, yeah, I'm just distracted by how bad. You're probably so right about everything, but I didn't notice because because I, <laughs> I liked her Hazel so much, oh, no. like her breathy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I think seemed super appropriate. I grew to like that. I yeah. grew. Yeah. I am just initially because she was saying things like support group blue and uh i was like i don't believe you you're, you're probably you're probably right like yeah it's like when um i don't know when celebrities read tweets about themselves and they have to like read like uh jimmy fallon sucks a oh. dick and like they read it like straight faced it just sounded like she was reading this deadpan saying like cancer took both of his nuts and i was just like oh no, no i mean it's a choice <laughs> i mean I guess it is cancer we're talking about. You could be serious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she could do something in a joke. That wouldn't work. Yeah. No, you. No, you're right. <laughs> you're probably. Right. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's that's it for the notes. Uh, I feel okay. a lot better about it now, which is cool. You heard it here, folks. Nick, changing minds, breaking hearts. That's what I do. There's three questions that we do at the end of the podcast. Okay. Number one is, did you like the thing? Uh. Like you were saying, I think I hated the ride. <laughs> like, I was listening to it, like, with multiple friends around me at the time, and they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. My friend asked me to do this thing, and I thought <laughs> yeah. it seemed like fun, but now I regret it. I, I regret it so I knew, much. Well, the whole time I was excited to talk about how much I hated it, and then you ruined that by, like, <laughs> <laughs> making me like it a little bit. So, I don't know. Yeah, I hated Classic, the ride. Classic, now I try this podcast. Like the... <laughs> like, I'm notorious I... for liking bad things. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. was it you who challenged for Riverdale? Was it you who suggested oh, yeah. it? Because I, I would also challenge Marcus to watch Riverdale. So oh, Riverdale's a good great. Well, if you haven't but seen... But it's not great. You a haven't lot seen of Twin times. Peaks, right? No. Oh, God. No. You have to watch Twin Peaks He has. He's watching. supposed to give it to me at some point. He never has. Okay. Because you know? at some point... Instead, um, he's giving me bullshit like fucking... Resident Evil 4. Yeah. <laughs> Did you um, listen to that podcast? That episode's good. I didn't Because I'm just ragging at it the whole goddamn time. I'm like, this game's dumb. <laughs> it was mentioned on the Jane the Virgin podcast, which oh. was what I listened to. Uh, uh, well, if you want the continuity to be intact, I'm not sure that you have to go back and listen to that have to listen from yes. the beginning? Yeah, I don't, you don't have to listen to the first one or two. <laughs> We're trying to figure it out. We're not great. Um, the second question is... Yeah. Would you recommend this to anybody? I honestly don't think i would you son of a bitch why because i i'm trying to think of books like if you gave me a day i could think of books that i think achieve a very similar goal that i have related to more that is you know i have family members who have died of cancer but i have not gone through this uh like the trials and tribulations of of uh working uh of living with cancer um so i I'm saying that I would not recommend this to somebody as somebody who has ha- has not had these experiences. That could be very different for someone who wants to read this and be like, that's my life. Hey, In the and same you don't way- have to apologize for it because the New York Times <laughs> agrees with me. So I don't need the validation. The New York uh, number Times. Number one, New York Times bestseller. So I don't need with, you uh, to. Every Hudson uh, News uh, would also agree <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I. Would. That's fine. Also, the people I'm I associate offended. with are. We're not gonna be friends are... ever again, but that's fine. Um, and then number three yeah. is, would you continue? So for this, it would be like, would you read another John Green book? Um. Well, I have one now. Great. There's uh, your answer. 
and you know listen to the listeners no one saw but nick forced my hand and i signed a contract in blood saying that i would read looking for alaska so i have to um but uh yeah i guess i, I mean i, I will Made me I, cry i'm about to go away for the summer and be in the woods so i think i will i want to ask more about it but i'm scared to <laughs> yeah so no, i won't don't i'm, I'm just great <laughs> well anna thank you so much for being on the podcast and experiencing the fall in our stars with me for our listeners because marcus is a chump <laughs> that couldn't do it himself I'm um, honestly surprised. I feel like you could challenge him to worse, and he would pass on that. I, I have challenged him to worse, and he's just done it. Well, our our year our year of episodes is coming up, and they ah. fall out and reset after a year. So I think he was trying to get it out, and he's had a busy week because he moved this week. So yeah, he's he was right. like, "I don't want to read a book." Right? No. Yeah. He lives in the back. So of he made you do it for now. him. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Right above the copy paper, paper, and underneath the toner. Underneath the toner. Well, again, thank you so much. You've been of a pleasure. Course. I'm looking forward to our future friendship. Yeah. Now, now leave. <laughs> thank you for having me. I am stoked to uh, talk about how I hate this less than I thought I would. <laughs> Great. Hello! I am back! Marcus, I was telling Anna that I have found your replacement. You're emails in the mail to have you replace her oh man really yeah she is funnier than me so that's okay <laughs> she's funnier than me I <laughs> but for, unfortunately for both of us that's not very hard to be yeah that's true that is very true but yeah. you know what do you really want someone funnier than you on the podcast no you gotta you gotta keep it level Ooh. you gotta have two people who are like here's my only funny. problem with what you're saying yeah you think we're on the same level oh oh golden throne what a bird what a six if you burn. think marcus or me are funnier. Tweeted us at now try this cast and say hashtag Marcus is funnier or hashtag Nick is funnier. Man, it's gonna be one person that does it, and whoever <laughs> isn't the one is gonna feel terrible. Again, that's at now try this cast and hashtag Marcus is funnier or hashtag Nick is funnier. God damn it, that's gonna oh, make man. me cry. That's gonna make one of us cry. I don't know who. I think. I think I would take it better than you, because I would use it as a joke forever that you're For funnier sure. than me, yeah. and you would never bring it up again. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna fucking sit here and fucking, I'm not gonna fucking bring it up. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, cool friend. Um. Cool. I'm glad you guys, you had fun. I hope you had fun. I have <laughs> more things to say in private, but I should probably not say them on the <laughs> podcast because that'd be weird. Because I assume she's gonna listen to this. Yeah. Um. When she, I edited she was she was she was real cool. That's good. That's um, great. That's all. That's all okay, I cool. Say. That's all you can say. Uh, no spoilers, because when I edit, I want to hear all the goodness that was there. <laughs> what was my challenge? How are you? Okay, I'm doing well. You're great. The, I had a nice, we went long. Nice we can't really talk about like, it. Hour and a half. We can't really talk because we ran. We went long. Yeah, we ran a while. Okay, cool. So I had things to say. So Nick, yeah. your challenge for next week? Sure. I feel like this I had to do two week. challenges this week because we were getting a guest, so I had to be so extra prepared. Like and also it was our first episode with a sponsor, so I had to make two ad reads <laughs> and a game and take good notes. You did good. You did good. Oh my god, this I didn't sleep at all. I don't this know. Gonna be great. You're gonna listen to me like this is shit. <laughs> this is shit. I left, it got shit, now it's better, but it's an hour and a half later, so who cares? <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, so Nick, your challenge for this week, um, <laughs> sure. we are almost coming up on a year. 
This and is... guys, just so you know, we're not counting the year as... An actual year from when we started. We're counting, we're counting the year as 52, 52 episodes. Because we released one a week. We took a little 52. break in the middle. 52 yeah. episodes. We're doing the relationship thing when, when you break up in the middle, you don't count that time. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. So even though we've been together from September until December, yeah. since we're off for two months, that's a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. High five. Yeah. Time doesn't matter. We decide what time is, bitch. Uh, that's, yeah. It's a human construct. (laughs) That is exactly right. So, Nick, you are about to get pretty busy because you also are moving soon. So, I just moved. I'm coming down from that. Yeah, and I'm not asking you for your help because I'm not a bitch. I'm doing it myself. I I remember you asking... Your girlfriend. That was your girlfriend. That's not you. You can't take credit. You can't take credit. You can't take credit. You can't drive. You can't do nothing. She. You can't to not. You cannot. She's helping me, not you. You know what's funny is like you're amped up because you were ready to do a whole podcast, but now you can't because we gotta finish. I know. And I know. Isn't that weird? It's weird. Because you're you're done. You're ready to do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, just don't go to work today. We'll do a second episode. So I think this is our last week for me to give you something like biggish like a, a little a little bit of a challenge the, bass, the last week to be no you because shouldn't you give move. me biggish because i'm moving the next two weeks i gotta pack the shit. next two weeks you have that's when you're packing mm, you're no not packing this week you told me no, you I get am. boxes until 20th yeah but i have boxes so now to time. get rid of stuff like this is a two-week you time you've been packing for six months i don't understand i have i have, I have. <laughs> and i, I have. waited for only two weeks so nick i'll give you a choice you can play a game no no no! don't give me a choice give me an a or b and don't tell me what they okay. are mix them up don't tell me whatever okay you got because i've done that choices. to you a three b choices. or c <sighs> this is stressful <laughs> oh c c okay so nick your challenge is something that i've been... i'm not prepared for you to have two choices three choices you're always like i don't know what the fuck to give you i have three choices uh, because I, I had an hour and a half to look at. The- <laughs> uh, so Nick, I'm gonna give you something that I've been meaning to give you for a long time. You know that it's one of my favorite things of all time. Oh, no, it is a video game, and I it pass. is Undertale. You have no pass. You have no. I have to play Undertale. You have to play Undertale. I don't have time to play a whole video game. How much? How much? How much do I gotta do? Do I gotta beat it? You gotta do, try do to beat it. Because it's not, like, ridiculously long. No. It's, it's like, beatable it's in the span hours. of a week. Yeah, yeah, But if you suck, ooh, it could take long. <laughs> it could take long, Nick. Oh, no. So that's on you. Enti- the length is entirely on how oh, good you no. are at the game. Well, I have a small victory this week because Anna was Team Raphael with me. Oh, So fuck. I will ride that into this wave of this <laughs> week to try to beat a whole entire video game. That's loud as is one of the best from last year. Yep. That's all I know about it. Yeah. And these little skeleton guys is the av- avatars or something. Like, I've seen the little skeleton guys in pictures. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Because you'll go into it with open mind and open eyes. No. I'll be mad the whole entire time. Because I had to play a whole goddamn video oh, game. Oh, God. No. When I should be doing Nick so many will be the only person on the planet Earth who doesn't like Undertale. I'm either going to play this week and not pack at all. Or pack this week. And then the day be- the night before we record, not sleep. And try to do it. <laughs> Like I did for Dream Daddy. That was hard. I'd beat the whole thing in a night. And that was just a point-and-click dating simulator game. The choices were hard, Marcus. Now imagine a game that requires actual skill. I haven't played an actual skill required game it's for a long time. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. Do I use a remote? Uh, you can use a remote. Okay, I have a remote. I think mouse and keyboard is a little easier. Um, really? Yeah. You can try a remote and see how I it I hit goes. my head a 
against the wall. All right, that's my challenge. As your challenge for next week, guys, Undertale. rate and review this episode, please. We're trying this guest thing. We're seeing how it works out. We definitely want to hear your feedback. If you think Anna should replace one of us, let us know. It'll probably happen because you know we're not confident. And you know, let us know what's going on. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and tweet us at Not Try This Cast. Hashtag, so hashtag Nick is funnier because I'm gonna play a whole game. Hashtag Marcus is funny. Hashtag Nick is funny. All we're gonna get is. Hashtag and is funny. Hashtag get the fuck out of here. Hashtag, Hashtag stop your funny. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all we'll get. All right, guys. Um, t- uh, Marcus, get us out of here. Letting me know what you thought a fall on our stars was about. Fall on our stars is a harrowing tale about a young woman who is um bursting with virginity and she is attempting to get rid of it. And so she has to find the perfect. Is that guy. really what you think this but is about? Apparently, I don't want to joke. I really want Earth. to know. He's on. He's in the stars. Shut up! You so know what this is about. You know what the book's about. In it, and then like a you know a fault in in the earth, and then she goes finds him in the fault in the star. They fall in love, get married in space. That's pretty much right. Yeah, thank you. Good job. Yeah. All right, guys. See you next week. <laughs>